morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. It's a real joy to have you with me on today's program, Morning Glory. Hope you've got something uh, warm or hot to drink. As I'm coming to you today from Moravian Falls, North Carolina, I pray that you are blessed and that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Praise God. It's always good to start your morning with a song of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. If you haven't done that, you want to make sure that you begin to do that. Today I'm going to be discussing uh, the subject of dealing with demons. And if there have been any demons troubling you, um, today you're going to send them packing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why don't you meet me in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. We'll start in verse 17 in just a minute. Let's open up today with prayer. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We'll be glad and rejoice in it. We thank you that you have given us authority over all the power of the enemy, and he can't hurt us. There is a divine protection, a shield that you have put up, and we thank you, O God, for your protection. And I ask, O God, that anybody that's watching today that would feel enslavement or entrapment by the enemy, that today be their day of delivery. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God, for freedom and for perpetual, ongoing freedom established in every life of every viewer watching. Father, we give you praise. We thank you in the name of Jesus. And together we all say, Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Well, uh, it's a missing part of the church in some areas of evangelical Christianity where uh, there's a lot of churches that don't believe in modern day demonic deliverance. And uh, of course the devil loves that because it allows him to operate and to kind of hide through the unbelief or misunderstanding of men's minds. But nevertheless, that doesn't keep him from working. Uh, just because we're not aware of something doesn't mean it can't hurt us. So uh, I believe that many areas of the body of Christ are becoming aware of demonic activity. When I talk about bodies of the Lord's church, I'm referring to, you know, what we would say non-Pentecostal, non non-charismatic, because the Pentecostals have uh, been aware of the enemy's plans for quite some time. And Pentecostal churches around the world are usually very sharp in the area of knowing, hey, that's a demon uh, working in that situation. But there's a lot of churches they haven't known uh, about the supernatural, uh, but they're getting, uh, they're getting an education by the Holy Spirit quickly. So if you're in a situation where you haven't had a lot of light on this subject. I want you to listen today carefully because I believe the Holy Spirit will share some things with you through the Word of God that will help you to walk in freedom and also help you to allow others to experience the freedom that can be found in Christ Jesus. Now we see here the 70 saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Well, I think we need to understand that demons are different from fallen angels. That in itself is a whole subject material that's a lot of fun to study. I won't go into detail today about the origin of demons, but what I do want you to know in the brief overview today of dealing with demons is that when you're dealing with a demon, you are dealing with a person who simply doesn't have a physical body. Okay, so I think a lot of people have thought that maybe there's like a evil force. Well, it's un it's understandable to to sense evil, but you have to understand if there is a evil presence or an evil force. Well, that's because there's an evil person behind that, and a demon is a real person, but a demon does not have a body. But they are in the spirit realm. They are real individuals. They are persons. And they can be suggestive with thoughts towards you or I. They can uh, do certain things. We'll talk about that today. But it's very important that you realize that behind this temptation, behind this uh, wrong urge, there is a demon, and a demon is a person. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Demons primarily do three things. Demons, number one, they torment and they torture. I don't know why anybody in their right mind would celebrate demons or want to have any kind of association with demons when you see what they do, how diabolical and evil they are. Why would any university or school uh, identify their mascot as being a demon? Now, of course, I live here in North Carolina, and Duke University always has a really good men's basketball team. And you just listen to the, uh, the people chanting, Go Blue Devils! Well, why would anybody want to brand their university uh, with something that's demonic? Well, it's kind of cute, Pastor Stephen. It's just a symbol. Well, you give, you give open doors to the enemy whenever you get over into that realm. I know people uh, treat Halloween lightly and a lot of Christians even dress, dress up as witches and warlocks. I shouldn't laugh, but really it's really, uh, it's so spiritually dense and spiritually uneducated when believers do stuff like this that uh, sometimes you can't help but look at it and just think, Lord, uh, the, 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 really the light is not on with a lot of people. I'm talking, when I'm talking about people, I'm talking about Christians when they don't know certain things like that. There was one school, uh, I think their, their mascot is the demons. And, uh, the, you know, whenever their football team is playing, you hear them all shouting in the stands, Go Demons! And, you know, you're, you're looking at a group of, group of people, bless their hearts, they may be saved and on the way to heaven, but the light is not on. Uh, nobody in their right mind, if they knew what demons really are, what they do, would want any kind of association through, through uh, relation or name with this realm, uh, because demons torment and they torture people. So you certainly want to, would not want to identify yourself with that. Uh, I, I think it was last year, uh, Dodge Motor Company, uh, they came out with a car called the uh, Dodge Demon. Well, I, I know they sold a lot of cars, but I, I personally would never want to drive or own anything that's associated with Satan. Praise God. All right, so uh, uh, demons, they torment and they torture people. Uh, demons also keep you from following uh, and knowing Christ. They really don't want the unbelievers to know Christ. That's one of their top, that actually is their top priority. Keep people from the knowledge of God. Keep unbelievers lost in their sins and on their way to hell. And uh, that's what demons do. Uh, also, number three, demons, uh, in light of the believers, demons, they endeavor to serve, they, they endeavor to keep Christians from serving God effectively. And they've got a lot of a uh, lot of little tricks up their sleeves. And I, I grew up in a church that uh, was evangelical from the perspective of we were saved, we were born again, we had the basic doctrines of faith understood and established, which is justification uh, by faith, made right with God through faith, salvation uh, through Christ only. Uh, you know, we, we understood the basic fundamentals of, of or what we would call the doctrines of the church, but there were other doctrines we were wrong on, and our church did not believe in modern day miracles, did not believe in apostles, did not believe in prophets, did not believe in uh, healing. Uh, so there was a, a lot of things we were not aware of. Also, we did not know about demons. We just just paid no no attention to it. And uh, you know, if you, if you would have said that's that person right there suffering that condition is suffering because of demonic activity, uh, we would have thought, no, we we don't believe in that. That that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Well, of course, the devil loved that. And looking back, looking back on my childhood uh, childhood growing up, I clearly now can recall people in the church that were saved and loved God, but were under heavy, heavy demonic oppression. I'm, I'm not saying possession, but I'm saying possession. Uh, there was one lady that sat in the church over on the right, oh, probably about six rows back from the front, and she always had a handkerchief in her hands and was always soaking wet. And she was always uh, having to deal with her nose. Her nose drained all the time, drainage. 
And uh, I, I remember hearing her tell my mother that every day she would go through multiple handkerchiefs. They just would get soaked with all of this fluid flowing out of her nose. Now, physically, she was not sick, but yet she, would, she had a constant flow of drainage out of her nose. And uh, as a young boy, I remember one time, for whatever reason, that my mother took me and my brothers over to the house of that lady. It was more of like a hospitality visit. But, uh, you know, I, I remember as a child, just going into that woman's house, I was maybe only six years old. I thought, this is creepy. Now, I never said anything, but to me, I was like, this place looks like a haunted house. And, you know, looking back on it, that lady was under satanic oppression. Demons had put that up on her, and that, that's demonic when you see things like that. Bizarre, weird things, and even sometimes what we would call normal things, you look at it carefully, there are demons operating behind that, okay? So, demons want to keep believers from serving God effectively, so they'll put all kinds of yokes and burdens and uh, just all kinds of bondages on God's own people. But today, we are learning about how to deal with demons. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse 20, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Remember, demons are spirits. They are spirits that don't have a body, okay? So they are, they are a spirits. They are a person, but they don't have a body. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So, we have authority. I like verse 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, serpents and scorpions are just words to describe the demonic realm. And there have been times when I've been uh, allowed by the Holy Spirit to see into the spirit realm, and I've seen demons, and uh, there have been quite a few times I've seen them as snakes. Now, not all demons have the form of a snake. Some look like lizards. So I, it's just, uh, there's so many different forms, I don't want to get into that, because it's just endless. I've, I've even seen some that were half animal, half metal, and I talked to another minister one time that wrote a book, very famous book, about his visit into hell and the things he saw. And uh, I, I talked with him about some of the things I saw uh, concerning demons. And I said, did you see any that had half like, uh, like beast body, half metal body? He goes, oh yes, I saw that. But he said, I, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't know what people would think if, uh, if I mentioned that. They almost look like, some look like cyborgs. Uh, you know, so there's all kinds of bizarre things with bizarre features, bizarre shapes and forms. Um, but uh, the bottom line, a demon is a demon. And it says here that they can be referred to as serpents and scorpions. So I, I was praying for a young boy one time that had been sexually molested as a child by his own parents. And the, the state uh, had found out about it. They took him away from his parents, and his mother particularly was sexually abusing him. What an awful thing. Uh, the, the, these are things where boundaries, walls that God has established are broken down through whatever reason. Usually when you see that, you're seeing a generational curse that's going on. It was really the mother that was really involved in the abuse. And uh, so he had gotten demonized. Uh, he had been abused, but he also got demonized. And I prayed for him, and it didn't look like anything had happened as far as the evil spirits leaving, but I knew, I knew the power God had touched him. And that night, while I was up at night praying for him, the Holy Spirit showed me demons leaving that young boy, and the snakes were coming out of him, and they were fleeing out of him. And he went on to recover, and be, went on to be able to resor, re, resume a normal life, because he had, he had deep trauma, many things to overcome. But when the demons were cast out, then he began to step back into a normal life. Praise God. Amazing what the Lord Jesus can do. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. So demons torment and torture, number one. Number two, demons keep you from knowing Christ. Number three, demons keep people from serving God effectively who are Christians. Praise God. Now, we need to talk just for a moment about what's going on as in, is it really your flesh giving you trouble, or is it a demon that's working behind the scenes? Praise the Lord. You know, we're told in Scripture to crucify the flesh, but you can't crucify a demon. We are told to cast out demons, cast out evil spirits, but also at the same time you can't cast out your flesh. So I think today that what I want to do is share some insight into the activity of demons. And by sharing that activity with you, what they do, you'll be able to discern between the fact, is this a demon or is this just my flesh? Praise the Lord. Because there are times when it really is a demon. And uh, when you tried to crucify the flesh, you're trying to put the flesh under, you're trying to pray, maybe you're even trying to do some fasting, but something is still not leaving, something is still greatly troubling you, it's not your flesh, then, uh, then we need to examine the possibility, is there a demon that is influencing, perhaps even oppressing your life? Praise the Lord. Okay. The first thing we need to know is that we have authority over demons. We have authority over snakes and serpents, and over all of this stuff, all of these powers, okay? Uh, but nothing shall by any means hurt us when we know our authority in Christ and when we use it. I really felt to teach on this today. I've gotten a lot of emails lately from people that watch uh, my, uh, my programs here on the internet, and they are asking for help because of problems with demons. And uh, I, I think for some of the people that are emailing me, some of them are just asking for help, and they're telling me what their situation is. And when I, when I hear what they're describing, uh, I understand they're having demonic problems, but some of them don't know it's demonic. They just think, well, I'm having some unfortunate situations in life. Well, yes, you are, because there's a demon that, that's, that's working behind the scenes. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, um, Let's talk about demons for a moment, what they do. And I think as I describe their activity, you'll realize that, oh, this is not just a problem I'm having with my flesh. This is something deeper than that. This is, uh, this is demonic. Okay, let's talk about it. Demons, they entice. They entice. And they can entice through words through words. Remember, a demon is a person, and they are trying to entice you through suggested words, through suggested ideas. Now, I probably should explain this a little bit deeper. I, I remember when, one of the first times I was taken into the spirit realm, and I was shown holy angels, and an angel was communicating with me, and I was communicating with the angel, and it, it, it took me just a second, and I realized I wasn't even talking. We are communicating through what you could call telepathic communication. And that was another thing I didn't want to share for a while, because if you, if you mention that, it's just like some people, they, they, I talk about Christians, they, they just think that's the craziest thing they've ever heard of. They think, they think well, you're over into uh, New Age or stuff like that with mental telepathy. But um, it, it is true that if you get in the spirit realm, you don't have to communicate with words. Now, you can. There's been times I've been in the spirit uh, many times, and I've communicated with words. But there have been other times where my thoughts were just foom, transmitted, and the thoughts of the angel would just foom, come to me, and you're, you're going back and forth. And I've even had a few times with the Lord Jesus Himself in visions where I've seen Him, where He has communicated to me, and the words came without Him speaking. It just came from His mind straight into my mind. Praise the Lord. So, uh, telepathy is, is real. And when you get to heaven, you, you'll do that some. Now, you'll still talk. I, uh, you know, I've had times in the Spirit where I, I still talk. And the heavenly saint or the angel or the Lord would speak and would talk to me. 
But uh, don't rule out telepathy and just think, oh, that's demonic. No, it's not. It is, it is a very, very real uh, medium of communication in the spirit realm. Now, demons also can give suggested thoughts. That would be like telepathy, where they are, they are dropping ideas. They are shooting these things out there to you. But, you know, don't ever forget, angels can do the same thing. Oh, I want to talk in just a, a few minutes about um, portals gateways for these thoughts of how these uh, thoughts ideas can come to you we'll get that we'll get to that in just a minute but demons let's, just, let's switch back to demons they entice they can they can entice through uh, suggestive thoughts they'll say things like go ahead and take that uh, nobody's going to know nobody will see you now, now the, you know, there may be security cameras all over the place, <laughs> but, the, but the demon will say, go ahead and take it. Nobody will know. <laughs> of course, you take it, and then later somebody comes looking for it, and then they say, well, let's, let's rewind the cameras. The, let's check the security cameras and find out who took it. So uh, you never want to take the advice of any demon. Uh, the, these demons with their enticing thoughts, um, uh, it, it's really... Uh, can I use the word silly again? Some some of the things demons do are just stupid. Um, I, I remember the time that those of you that have heard my testimony of how God delivered me out of my situation of, of extreme poverty, and I was in a meeting and all I had was four dollars, and you know I, I had been through a really really tough ordeal. That's putting it mildly. So I'm in this meeting and I'm homeless. I'm homeless and I have four uh, one dollar bills. And the offering basket is being passed to receive an offering for a minister. And so uh, I hear a voice over my right shoulder speak and say to me, put your four $1 bills into the offering plate. And I had them in my, my wallet. So, so obviously the, the, the angel knew that I was supposed to do this, and I was commanded by the, by the Lord, and of course the angels work on behalf of the Lord, and the angel spoke to me and said, give your four one dollar bills, put them in the offering basket that's coming around. And no sooner had an angel standing behind me say that, than a, than a voice from the other side spoke out, well to me it seemed like it was out loud, but, but it was telepathic it was suggestive and it's but it, it was I mean I could hear it just as clearly as I could hear somebody talking in a room and that voice spoke to me and said if you do that you'll starve see the angel of the Lord said give the four one dollar bills into the offering the the demon voice spoke on the other side because there's a demon that was trying to suggest something to me trying to entice me to do wrong the demon said if you do that you'll starve I'm just trying to tell you demons aren't very smart. I sat there for about two seconds and I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm already starving. <laughs> he said, if you'll do that, you'll starve. I thought, I'm already starving. I might as well obey the Lord. Pulled my wallet out, boom, put the money in and had a breakthrough miracle that came very, very quickly from the Lord. Life transforming miracle. Praise God. So the, the demons, they, they try to entice you to do wrong. They try to entice you to make wrong choices. They try to entice you to get into the flesh. They try to entice you to get into sin. They try to entice you to just basically do what's wrong. So you want to go with the Lord. Oh, by, by the way, um, I want to give you a wise saying. Go with the first voice when there's an offering, okay? You, you'll notice that when there's an offering, I'm talking about a holy offering, and a man and woman of God is raising an offering, and God speaks to you to do something, and you're like, wow, okay, there, there will come a second voice, and the second voice will always be lower, a whole lot lower. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. A husband and wife couple came to me one time because the voice of the Lord had spoken. It was an angelic voice. And the voice said, give this as an offering. And then just, just right after that, 
a second voice came to the husband because the husband was the weak link. The wife was real strong in the things of God, and uh, the husband loved the Lord, but he did he did not have that prophetic flow. He he couldn't hear from God. Basically, he was very intellectual. A good man, yes. Filled with the Spirit, yes. But intellectually dominant to a degree where he couldn't just get into that hearing from God for himself. Now he had an open heart uh, to the Lord, but as far as like hearing directives from the Lord, he couldn't really get that, but the wife could. Um, so uh, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke and it came through an angel. The angel as a servant of the Spirit of the Lord stood and said, give this as an offering to a man of God. And it was a very high amount. And uh, she shared that with her husband, and the husband got the second voice. The, the second voice spoke, and it, the mount was way lower. So guess what they did? They came to me. <laughs> they said, Pastor Stephen, tell us the truth now, because we know you can hear from God. So uh, this is, uh, the husband said, this is what I think we're supposed to do. The wife uh, thinks we're supposed to do this. And I said, well, you know, I asked the wife, what did you hear? She said, this is what I heard. And I asked her husband, I said, what do you think you're supposed to do? What do you guys think you're, he said, I think we're supposed to do this. I said, I know exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to obey the first voice. The first voice came to the wife. The angel of the Lord came to the wife and said, you're, said uh, now when, when the angel spoke to the wife, it's, it's for her and the husband. You understand? They don't have split accounts. They have one account. But basically he said, you're, you're both supposed to give, you're supposed to give $100,000 to the man of God. And it wasn't even my ministry, somebody else was a different minister. I knew who he was, uh, but it was for somebody else. So um, she hears from the angel, $100,000. He hears a doubting voice, oh, $10,000, $10,000. So he just wants to give 10000 She wants to do what the Lord really wants. She wants to give 100000 They come to me and they say, what are we supposed to do? I said, what well, was the first voice, basically? It's 100000 And I said, not only that, in my heart, I know that's what you're supposed to do. Bless that man of God. Give the $100,000. Praise God. And they did. They, they were in harmony. They were in agreement. And the husband's like, okay, I, I, it's a stretch of faith. And I, you know, but he knew it was the right thing to do. So in, a, in an offering, go with the first voice, which is the, which is the angel of the Lord, okay? And you'll be okay. Uh, let me say this. If they would have given $10,000 instead of the $100,000 that God wanted them to do, the $10,000 would not have been blessed. That's why a lot of people do not get harvest on their seed because they were disobedient in their sowing. All you have to do in your sowing is sow what God told you to sow. Well, I, I know God said to do this, but I'm going to do that. Well, then he, you you're not going to have a harvest. Why? Because if God gave you, gave you a harvest, He would actually be honoring your disobedience. So He can't do that. And that is one of the number one reasons why God cannot multiply back the seed 30, 60, 100 fold, because they never sowed and did what God told them to do. Go with the first voice. Demons entice through words for you to do something wrong. Praise God. Demons harass it's almost like they, 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 they're kind of like riding right behind you, maybe trying to follow you, uh, looking for those moments when you're weak, looking for those moments when uh, there's a lot of stress and pressure in your life, and then when it's beginning to build, boom, then they'll try to like just hit you with a real strong attack and get you to do something uh, that's totally in the flesh. Um, I had a, a, a very nice young lady come to me one time who got in an argument with her boyfriend and uh, had a certain error in her life where, it, where the enemy, where, where a demon would try to hit her on this weak area, and the weak areas because it's, it's a demonic area, okay? And so she got all worked up because of the, the quarrel with her boyfriend. She went back to her apartment still angry, still mad, still frustrated, and she took her foot and kicked her foot right, kicked, kicked right through the wall, kicked the hole through the wall and broke seven bones in her foot when she did it. Well, she traveled out to see me. She came into one of my meetings when I was under a very strong anointing. After, after the service was over, that anointing was still on me. I prayed for her, 
and she was healed. She was healed instantly, and she went back out to where the people were all gathered, maybe about 300 people, and started dancing in front of everybody. Took the cast off, too. You talk about bold, praise the Lord. But, but she never would have had that, that experience of breaking all of those bones and all the difficulty and all of the, you know, y- yes, she got a miracle and, you know, saved uh, I can't remember how many months. She only had the cast on for just a couple of weeks before she came to the meeting and I prayed for her and God did that mighty miracle. The gift of working of miracles was in manifestation. But you know what? If she had not yielded to that demon, she never would have kicked the wall. If she had not yielded to that demon, she never would have broken all of those bones in her foot. So demons, they they harass. They try to just get you to you know, fly off the handle in whatever department it might be that that demon is trying to target you. For some people it's rage. For some people it's, it's anger. For some people it's like plunging into a deep depression or whatever it might be. But they try to harass and uh, it push you over the tipping point. Demons, uh, as mentioned earlier, demons torment uh, through many different types of fear, through various phobias, uh, they try to torment through um, statements, suggested ideas of fear, such as God doesn't love you, or your sowing of financial seed doesn't work. You're never going to give a harvest. It doesn't work for you. It works for others, but it just doesn't work for you. And God doesn't love you, and nobody really cares about you, and nobody understands your situation. No need for you to be involved in the things of God. After all, you're insignificant. That's all being fueled and fed by a demon. All of this stuff coming in, it's just not coming in from, uh, you know, some kind of like mystic dark cloud. No, it's coming from a person. It's coming from a demon, an evil spirit. Demon uh, and evil spirit, uh, interchangeable, same thing. Because mm, a demon is a spirit, but it's not a good spirit. It's an evil spirit, okay? So these things all come from demons. Any type of torment, tormenting dreams, nightmares, uh, that would come and bring horror of the night, the attacks of the night. All of that stuff is being um, uh, is being done by a by a demon. And I'm going to show you in just a minute how you can cut that off, and you can sleep peacefully, and uh, you you can uh, have a wonderful good night of sleep without these demonic attacks. Praise the Lord. Demons compel. They, they compel. They try to suggest with ideas or thoughts. Just do it one more time. And, and then you can straighten up after that. So just do it again. Uh, you know, you can repent later. And so they, they, they just compel you. They, it's like they're driving you. Compelling. And it's strong. It's rude. Um, the Holy Spirit can be very strong, but He's never like rude or dirty or crass like a demon is. The Holy Spirit can be uh, compelling in a very loving way, in a very like, like I don't want you to miss your miracle type uh, way. Uh, and so it's a different, it's a totally different sensation. But with demons it's rude, it's compelling. Do it! Do it now! And um, it's disgusting. So that, that's another thing that they do. This is how you can know it's not your flesh, but it's demonic in nature. Uh, demons entice, harass, torment, they compel. And you know, they'll compel you to do it. And then right after, if you yield to it and give in to that uh, demonic suggestion, if you do it, they'll turn right around. And the next thing they do is they condemn. And uh, they'll tell you, just do, do, do it. They'll compel you. Do it one more time, and then you can straighten up. But if you yield to that and you do it again, then boom, they come right in with uh, the most uh, damning condemnation. Oh, you dirty thing. Look what you did. You're not even saved. God doesn't love you. And they'll just pile it on. They'll just pile it on. And if you ever sense that condemnation, that is a demon doing that. There's a person behind that. And that person, my friends, is a demon. Whenever you, you sense that burning, uh, compelling thing to do something wrong, that, that, unnatural drive to do something wrong. There's a demon behind that. Okay. 
Praise the Lord. Now, demons also enslave. They bring people into captivity. And if a believer will yield to them, they will even bring a Christian into captivity. Uh, enslavement would be uh, situations like pornography. You just, you just looking at it all the time. You may even want to stop, but you can't stop. What has happened? You have become enslaved to what? A demon, a demon. Uh, there is alcohol. People get enslaved to alcohol. And I know that in my family lineage, that is a demon that works to capture, uh, uh, people in my in my past, and I I would you know because I have a public platform, I won't mention too much in detail, but I know that alcoholism runs strongly in my family, and I I don't drink I I don't drink wine I don't drink beer I don't even uh, uh, you know drink cough syrup because it's got alcohol in it I'll try to find some other option, <laughs> but I will say this I remember uh, over twenty years ago maybe about 25 years back that uh, somebody gave me a beer and I, it was real cold and I, I drank it and I thought, wow, that's, that's probably one of the most enjoyable tasting beverages I've ever drunk in my life. And there was something in my DNA, it's not the same for everybody, but there was something with my, with my makeup and the way that I am that when I drank that beer, I was like, wow, that was really good. I'm going to look forward to getting another one. And uh, I went on a period about two months. It didn't last very long, maybe two months, maybe three, maybe it went about three months at the longest, where I just thought beer was a really cool thing. And uh, I knew that growing up in church, that was like a no-no. Don't toy with it. Don't play with that dragon. But I just thought, wow, it just, it tastes so good. But I had, I had an encounter with the Lord. I had some things shown to me by the Lord. Um, and I, I just said, okay, Lord, um, my taste buds like it, my flesh likes it, but I'm playing with fire here, and I'm going to lay it down, and I'm never going to touch it again. And the moment I tried to lay it down and, uh, and make that firm commitment, then I was, uh, I was offered free beer. It was, it was supernatural. It was, it was demonic, but it was supernaturally demonic. And I said, no, I'm going to say no to it. And, uh, and I, ever since then, I just uh, have completely given it up. So, you know what? Um, there are some things to be very, very careful with because of the, the enemy's ability to enslave. Some things have a very slippery slope, and you might think, I can, I can, I can keep my feet from going down that. But they are sloped on purpose to pull people into bondage. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'll never touch alcohol ever again. Praise God. There are many people that are alcoholics today uh, that wish they could be out of it, but it all started with one drink, gambling. Don't, don't gamble. That's a, that can be, uh, I'm telling you, there's demons behind alcohol. There are demons behind gambling. And you might think, hey, it's just a lottery ticket. I'll just buy a few. But a demon can drive you to keep buying and to keep buying. And you can come into an addiction. And now, you know what? You can be penniless. But if you get a penny, you'll, you get a dollar. You'll, you'll go buy a ticket, even over food. There's a demon behind that. I would suggest that probably 90% of all addictions that are out there, it's demonic in nature. And so you cannot counsel a demon out of a person. Well, tell me about your addiction. I'm going to give you counseling. Now, there's a place for counseling, but you can't deal mentally with something that's a spiritual problem. And that's why uh, good counseling can only go so far if you're dealing with a demon. And I believe that 90% of all addictions are, there's a demon behind it. Praise the Lord. Okay. So demons enslave. Demons also defile. Over, over the years, as, I, as I've prayed for people that are demonically oppressed, and they, they have a demon that's gotten in, then, you know, many, many different things. Uh, the defilement, it's dirty. Okay, you need to be uh, antennas up be on high alert. There's probably a demon going on here. I had a lady one time wanted me to pray for her because she had sulfur breath. Uh, no, no, it's not caused by eating something that wasn't good. It's just, this is something demonic where her breath was so 
horrible. Um, it was like the pit of hell. And uh, uh, that, that was a person that needed deliverance. So there are some things that are more obvious than others. Hey, there's foul play here. There's demonic activity here. Well, uh, that's what demons do. They defile. They're very, very dirty. Demons also deceive. There are doctrines of demons. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He called it doctrines or, or teachings that are inspired by demons. We have those floating around today. Uh, doctrines of demons, such as there is no virgin birth. Jesus really wasn't born through a virgin. But the book is right. And of course, they are wrong. But that would be a good example of a doctrine of a demon. Uh, another doctrine of a demon would be that there is no such thing as hell. That one's gotten a little more traction uh, in the church today. Uh, it's still considered on the fringe, but uh, th that is totally a doctrine from a a terrible demon that there is no such thing as hell. And you know what? When these doctrines of demons are espoused and people believe it, the, the devil's just laughing their heads off because they know hell is real. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yes, yes, there is hell. I've even heard uh, doctrines taught that one day even the devil will be redeemed and uh, he'll be taken out of the fire and even he will have uh, redemption and he will be made right. Look this is total craziness. This goes against the clear teaching of Scripture and anything that does not line up with Scripture is a doctrine of a demon. This is not just men or women making these things up. They are getting this from a different realm. They are getting it from the demonic realm, suggestive thoughts that they are willing to meditate on and receive and then propagate as truth when actuality it's a dirty, filthy lie. Praise the Lord. So demons deceive. Praise God. Demons also, they, they operate in gangs. They, they work together. And if one gets in, then he'll bring his buddies in, and then it becomes a, a, a greater fortification of the enemy. And I've seen it with pride, um, with arrogance. When a person begins to get lifted up in pride, they're on a very dangerous uh, uh, place, because pride comes before a destruction a haughty spirit before a fall, and if a person gets in the pride, then they usually start opening up the door also to rebellion. So pride, if there's pride going on, that's because there's a demon of pride standing behind that person, influencing that person to be arrogant, boastful, and proud. Okay, if they're in pride, then the next demon that usually comes in is a demon of rebellion. And I believe it's 1 Samuel chapter 15, probably right around verse 22 or verse 23, where it says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So if you have pride, then you have the demons of rebellion coming in. And, you know, that, that spirit that says, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Well, that's rebellion. Well, if people go into rebellion, then you also see witchcraft coming in, uh, people getting into a cult and the various um, aspects of, of a cult. And so the, those, those three demons all go together, pride, rebellion, and witchcraft. And you'll see that very clearly uh, portrayed, sadly enough, through the history of the nation of Israel. Well, my friends, God has deliverance. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power, all the authority of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. God wants us to be in a place of authority, victory, and dominance over the enemy, not him dominating us. Praise God. Now, I think one of the ways that people, I'm talking about Christians, of course, that Christians give the the enemy, give demons inroads into their life is through the eye gate. And today, television and movies are so popular that it's very, very rare to not have a television. Now, even for those that might not have TVs, they still have the eye gate through maybe a smartphone. 
maybe a tablet, iPad, whatever the accessory might be. But let's go back just to a moment for the example of television, because it all works the same way. Some years back, there was a show that I liked that was, uh, you know, a show that had a really good topic. Uh, the language was clean. Uh, the scenery was breathtaking. Uh, the, the feature of what the program was about was wholesome and clean, but the characters involved in this reality show, uh, I had to stop watching it because the characters, all they did was fight, quarrel, and have strife amongst each other. And although I wanted to watch the show because I liked what they were doing, I couldn't watch it because of the content of the character of the, of the people. And the Holy Spirit said, don't watch that show or that spirit of strife, that demon of strife that is on them can be imparted through the television. And then that spirit of strife can end up even in your very own room. And I said, Holy Spirit, as much as I would like to watch that show, I'm not going to watch it anymore. So you know what? Your television can be a gate, a spirit gate that allows what you're, what you just think that you're looking at, what you maybe think is just like a program or whatever. It, those spirits that are on that set that are on those people through that television can come right through that television into your house. It's like a stargate. It's like a spirit gate. They, spirits are, uh, they don't have the limitations that we have uh, with physical bodies. They can travel through certain uh, mediums, through certain gateways and portals. And so you have to be very careful what you're watching. Because if you're watching something that's like a horror movie, those demons of horror can travel through that gate of that program and come right into your house and, you know, the next thing you know, you're having nightmares, and you can't understand why. Well, it's because there was a gateway. There was an open gate, and they came in. Something is allowing them access. Mm. Praise the Lord. Movies. You can go out and watch movies. Many of the movies, you don't understand, but they are designed, they are designed to traumatize people. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not uncommon that when people leave these rated R movies, they are in a state of shock. Sometimes they're literally even in a state of trauma. And you, you, uh, you could see like the pale look, the shock look. They have literally been demonized. And if you go watch movies like that, uh, you, you will get demonized. You will get defiled. Mm. And so that's why we have so much demonic activity even in the church, because the believers who are the church, they're going out and they're doing these things. And then, you know, they get demonized and they love the Lord, but now they have demon problems and they can't understand why am I having uh, these, these things happen to me? It's because you've opened the gate somewhere. So there needs to be the closure of any and all gates. If you have occult objects in your house, and you think, oh, that's, that's just a cute object. I just bought it at a flea market. I bought it at a garage sale. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a face mask of a warlord, of a witch doctor. But you know, it's just, a, it's just something that I wanted to buy. It's a cultural art. No, it's a demonic gateway. And those demons can come into your house. They can bring sickness into your house. They can bring uh, mental confusion into your house. And they, they can lock you down. So, uh, anything like that, that's demonic, that, that would represent the occult, uh, anything like a, uh, albums of rock and roll bands or junk like that, pop music. Oh, well, Pastor Stephen, I love the beat, but what is that beat carrying? What, what, what spirit is on that singer? Oh, well, Pastor Stephen, it's a spirit of lust. Well, of course it is. And if you listen to that music, Although it may have a wonderful sound, and you might like the rhythm, if you listen to that music, the spirit of lust that is on that singer will come, and it will rest on you. It'll get into your life. Don't think for a moment that it won't. You cannot listen to that stuff and not have it affect you. Woo! Glory to God. This, this my friends, is the truth. If you want to get free, there are some things you need to cut off, because those things are vehicles for the enemy to ride on and harass you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
close the doors. Close the doors. If you want to be free, if there's demonic problems in your life, right now, just do this. Say, Lord Jesus, I renounce all activity that would have been a doorway for a demon. I renounce it as sin. I hate it. I shut it off. And I close that door to the enemy right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Stephen, what do I do next? I'm so glad that you asked. You're going to do Romans chapter 10, verse 13, and I'm going to lead you into it. And the enemy's power, the demon, the demon power will be broken over your life. Lord, we give you praise and glory today. Hallelujah. This is very serious. God wants His people to be clean. God wants His people to be holy. God wants His people to be free. Glory to God. God's going to set you free. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, the word saved can be also translated delivered. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Pastor Stephen, I have some, uh, have some serious demon problems. Well, then you need to call on the name of the Lord to be delivered. And if you do that, Jesus Christ is able to thump that devil out of your life and set you free. Glory to God. I think some of you are getting a revelation right now that the trouble that you've been having, it's not your flesh. It's demonic. There's a demon. Oh, and it's the demon that's stirring up your flesh. But you have been giving heed to the demon. That demon goes. You realize your flesh, you can handle the flesh. Just crucify the flesh nature. Walk in the spirit, and you'll be fine. But if there's a demon in there, then you're going to still have these problems. Okay? So we're closing all doors closing all doors. If you've been having demon problems, some of you have emailed me and you're saying, Pastor Stephen, something's biting me. Something is uh, uh, afflicting me. Something is tormenting me. I can't, I can't get a job. I haven't had a job in four years or five years. What's going on? There's a demon. There's a demon that's blocking your progress in the Christian path that God has for you. Right now, lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we call upon the Lord. Begin to call upon the Lord right now. Lord Jesus, deliver your people. Say, Jesus, deliver me from every demonic stronghold. Say, Jesus, deliver me from any and every demon. Lord Jesus, head of the church, set your people free right now. I break every power in the name of Jesus. Every demon power be broken off of the people of God in Jesus' name. Something just came off of you. Somebody is watching. You could sense it go. You could, you could tell that thing just left. What was that? That was a demon that was oppressing you. That's why the Bible says, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, the anointing removes the burden and destroys the yoke. It is the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ that breaks the power of demons and backs them out of your life. And the only way they can get into your life is through legal access. But my friends, they are being shut off and shut out today. Demons are filthy. They're disgusting. You don't want anything to do with it. If you've got a shirt or a jersey that says red devils or blue devils or anything like that, anything to do with devils or demons or Halloween costumes of witches or warlocks, take it and burn it. Don't take it and give it away at a thrift store. Take it and throw it in a dumpster or completely give it, get it out of your life. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you want a mascot, get an get a angel mascot. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I like my cute, cuddly demon mascot. Then you have no revelation of what you're messing with. Hallelujah. But if you want to be free, you want to get serious, you want to walk with God, and you want to walk in the power of God's Spirit where demons come out when you pray for people, then you're going to have to be serious about this. Praise God. Glory to God. There's an anointing flowing. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Very quickly, I'll read this verse to you out of Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. 
to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is a spirit. What is a spirit? What is a spirit of heaviness? This is an unclean spirit. Okay, so that tells us we're dealing with a demon. If you feel heaviness, loss of energy, uh, you feel lethargic, and you think, I had eight hours of sleep. Why am I so tired? I had 12 hours of sleep. Why am I so tired? It's a demon. Oh, Pastor Stephen, no, it's a physical problem. It's a demon. It's a demon. And you deal with the demon, deal with the spirit of lethargy, and you'll find out, hey, I don't need, I don't need 15 hours of sleep. I'm ready to go. I'm up. I've had my normal seven and a half or eight. I'm ready. Something's not right if you're sleeping for 11 hours and you're still tired. Something's not right if you're, if you're just lethargic all the time. That is a demon. Here it's called that in the Bible, spirit of heaviness, mentioned several times in scriptures. Okay, so that's coming off right now. And your fire, your passion, the energy, the zeal is coming back. And God's giving you, God's giving you here what is called in the scriptures, the garment of praise. I had a visitation from an angel one time, and the angel told me that praise is the lost key to victory. Let me tell you right now that demons hate praise. And the more that you praise God, praise comes out of your mouth, you'll back them, back them, back them out of your life. And if there were any chains or shackles, they'll start to break. But if there's complaining and moaning and woe is me and where's God and all this stuff, I'm telling you what, demons just love that. That's a feast of a pity party. And they just come in and pour in thoughts of nobody loves me, nobody cares about me. And if you, if you, if you feed on that, they'll, they'll take you in the suicide because the devil and his legion of demons, they want to do this, steal from you, rip you off, destroy your life. And if they can, they will kill you. Okay. So this is, this is not play stuff. Demons are nothing to be played, played with. Uh, uh, you don't need a pet demon. You know, th- 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 this is death you're, you're t- dealing with here. Cut it off completely. They're filthy and dirty. Dismiss them out of your life. Throw them, throw them out of your life. And wear the garment of praise. And exchange the spirit of oppression and heaviness. And get the praise on. Praise God. And it, see, here's the thing. Really, with praise music being wonderful as it is, that's good, but you need to be praising the Lord. Pastor Stephen, I'm praying, I'm playing a praise music all the time. That's good, but are, is it coming out of your mouth? Are you actually singing the praise songs? Okay, that's, that's where the freedom's at. That's where the liberty, that, that's where the doors open, brother, and you walk out free. Sister, that's where your victory's at. Hallelujah. So if you feel like, what's holding back my breakthrough? What's going on? Begin to praise the Lord. Because the Lord inhabits the praises of His people, and God comes on the scenes, and as you begin to praise the Lord, confusion and fear comes into the camp of the enemy, and you go free. And you also go into victory. You go in the breakthrough. The Holy Spirit is breaking through into your mind right now. He's breaking in through to your soul, your emotions, and your feelings. Look, I've had internet church members that even as an internet church member, they are so emotionally wounded, they cannot even be consistent with internet church. Pastor Stephen, you preaching against me. Pastor Stephen, you said that, like, you said that to me on purpose to hurt my feelings. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm speaking to the, to the globe. I, I'm speaking to the multitude. You, I, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, diminish you, but honestly, I wasn't even thinking about you. I'm just speaking and preaching the word. Well, Pastor Stephen, you just you just you just trying to tear me up. No, I'm trying to build you up, and I'm not trying to single anybody out. But I've I've had people that have emailed me just like Pastor Stephen, and they are so emotionally fragile. What's going on? A demon. A demon is attacking their soul, their emotions, and their feelings. They are so unstable, they literally do wear their emotions on their sleeves. And it just take a little something, and they just fly apart. They just fly apart. What's going on? A demon. It's a demon doing that. 
Sometimes a child, maybe that did not have proper love from the parents, uh, they grow up, they, now, now an evil spirit comes in and says, see, you're unwanted. See, your parents didn't love you, and you're just a victim of society, and you know, you'll go through life unloved, or whatever the case might be. Look, look all of these emotional instability issues, there's a demon behind that. And you need to see that. And you just need to be a person that praises the Lord and says, God, I may have these trials and these situations that I was born into. Maybe I didn't have a father. Maybe I, I didn't have a mother. Maybe I was abused. Maybe all these things happened. But Lord, you're greater than all of it. And I drive out the enemy. And Jesus, I praise you for you are my victory. And when you do that, you'll go free. You'll go free, and you'll be a leader. You'll be a person of rock-solid character. It doesn't matter what, what your background was. All it comes down to is freedom in Christ, maturity in the Word, strength in the Word. And you go forth, there, there is no power on hell that can hold you down. You trample on snakes and scorpions. They don't trample on you. You trample on them and over all the power of the enemy. Believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you praise the Lord, you go free. There is power in praise. Demons hate it. It tortures their ears. They have to leave. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. So you speak it out and sing it out and declare the majesty of, and glory of God and just get into that and do it on a regular basis. Do it on a regular basis. Let praise be a stream, even a river that flows out of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Somebody, you're being filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. Open your mouth. Begin to speak out the utterance the Holy Spirit's giving you. Begin to speak it out on three. Ready? One, two, three. Speak it out now. Come on, let it come out. Holy Spirit is filling many of you right now. You're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Begin to speak out. Yeshenna ba 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 begin to speak out in tongues. Yeshenna ba 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 Those that are weak, God's making you strong. Those that have been fragile and brittle, God's making you strong. Hallelujah! Begin to speak out in tongues. Yeshenna be ba 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 ba. Yeshara yado ba 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 sukariya. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Let's take communion together. You can keep that flow going. You can keep that flow going. Father, we thank you for the bread. And for the juice, we consecrate it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We're going to receive it by faith. We thank you, Father. There's victory in Jesus, and every demon is defeated. And the blood of Jesus is over the doorpost of our heart, over our eyes and our ears. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's receive the body of Christ together today. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Put on your garment of praise. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody is being instructed to sow a seed, to sow an offering, to give an offering. Go with the first voice. Hallelujah. Do what the Holy Spirit would say or what the angel of the Lord would say. Hallelujah. Pastor Stephen, how do I know if it's an angel of the Holy Spirit? If it's an angel, it'll be just a few feet behind your shoulder. Uh, sometimes they can even stand in front, but it's from outside. If it's from inside and has more authority, that's the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We overcome by our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb, and also because we love our lives not unto death. We thank you, Father God, for freedom in Christ. I say to anybody that's be, that has been in bondage, you go free today in the name of Jesus. Let us now receive the blood of Christ. Glory. Glory. Perhaps you're watching this program because the title captivated you about dealing with demons, but you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. My friends, deliverance begins upon salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the great Savior. He is the great Deliverer. He's the only one that can set you free. If you do not know Him, make Him your Lord and Savior right now, and you can receive His mighty delivering power, and all of the demons in the darkness, and all the satanic powers will be broken off your life. Jesus destroyed them at Calvary. He defeated them. He will enforce their defeat in your life. It all begins with knowing Him, taking Him as your Lord and Savior. If you have not done that, 
do it right now. Pray this prayer after me. Pray to the Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, set me free from my sin. I turn from my sin, and I turn to you. Jesus, I give my life to you. Take me now. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Set me free, Jesus, from every power of darkness. Set me free from every demon power. Lord, I call to you. Deliver me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the Lord has heard your prayer, and He has saved you, and His power is working in your life. Chains coming off now. In the name of Jesus. Those of you that have been filled with the Spirit, just keep praying. Just keep praying. Glory, glory. It's coming up for others. Just receive. Begin to speak it out. It'll come out. If you will speak it out, the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance. This is called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is being filled with the Holy Spirit. And just speak it out on three. One, two, three. Hallelujah. I leave you today with the garment of praise draped on. Hallelujah. Wear it everywhere you go. Praise God everywhere you go. Hallelujah. And you'll be an atmosphere. You'll be in an atmosphere where you're surrounded by the angels of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you today. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.